Podcast City Network. The Everett Lee Show. Welcome everyone to another episode of The Everett Lee Show. I'm The Everett Lee. Today on the show, WandaVision. That's right. Chris Carnage comes back on the Everett Lee show to discuss with me the phenomenal Disney Plus show WandaVision. We did a live Facebook podcast on the Everett Lee show Facebook page last week, and we had a really great time. Great interaction with everyone that tuned in and got in on the discussion from everything about WandaVision. We talked about the first eight episodes of WandaVision and what's to come with the MCU going forward in 2021 and 2022 and beyond. We talk about the Marvel TV shows. We discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that are going to be slated to come out in 2021 and, and 2022 and beyond. Really great show, great guest. I want to thank everyone that tuned in on that live episode. But today you get to hear the audio of this with this introduction right here um, that I'm giving for the audio listeners of the Everett Lee Show. So be sure to go on the Everett Lee Show Facebook page and give a thumbs up and a follow for when I do do those random live videos. I never know when I'm going to do them. They could be spontaneous or they could just happen because I got the cameras fixed finally. I know the last four episodes that I released... I had no video, just audio. Went back old school, but I'm more comfortable that way. So, with that said, be sure to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, at the Everett Lorescore Lee, and over on Instagram, Everett Lee Show. And be sure to listen to the audio podcast over on Podbeam, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon Music. And be sure to stop by the shop section over on Podcast C Network and pick yourself up some every release show merchandise and all other great merchandise from the great shows on Podcast City Network. Your top source for independent podcasting. Be creative. Be yourself. And let's get into this right here. Chris Carnage and myself talking about WandaVision. A lot to discuss tonight about the phenomenal show on Disney Plus, WandaVision. And it's going to be great, the discussion that we're going to get into. want to shout out to everyone right now viewing the Everett Lee Show on multiple platforms. And that's not possible tonight without my co-host and guest of the Everett Lee Show. He's back on the program the one that launched him to where he's at right now in the world of podcasting. I want to give a shout out and welcome the one and only let's do my Vince McMahon impression. Chris Carnage. (laughs) I haven't done this in a while, but Hey fans, (laughs) we are back here on the Everett Lee show. It has been a long, long time since I have been here or since you have broadcasted live here on Facebook Live, so very exciting night, and man, I am really excited to talk about WandaVision and all the crazy stuff going on with the MCU, man. I'm telling you what, it's going to be epic. Uh, it is. It is definitely going to be epic. 
let me minimalize my um, stuff here. <laughs> there he is. There's Chris Carnage. For some reason, with uh, with Streamlabs, you can't overlap who you're talking to on Messenger. <laughs> yeah, they just won't see him. You gotta love it. <laughs> I know you just won't get you won't get to see it, man. You won't get to see it there. But WandaVision, man, we got a lot to discuss with uh, with uh, like I said here at the opening of this uh, podcast, though. But none of this is possible, Chris, without Podcast City Network. Why don't you mm-hmm. share with the viewers and listeners about Podcast City Network there? Oh, man, there's so many great things about Podcast City Network and what they bring to the table, because honestly, they are the voice of the voiceless for the independent podcaster who's not able to be able to get onto the big platform with the big boys. You might get turned down by the big boys. Guess what? We're here for you, and we try to bring the very best that we can in authentic, genuine, independent podcasting to the masses. And you can find out a lot more about Podcast City Network on our social media outlets, uh, Facebook at facebook.com backslash Podcast City Network, on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast City Net. And, of course, you can hop on over to our wonderful website, podcastcity.net, and find out a lot more there. Nice. That is excellent, man. That is excellent. And I'm I'm happy that uh, you're on on back on the program tonight because this happened with a conversation and a phone call that uh, we uh, had that um, I mentioned and you came up with the idea and you said hey let's do a show about it and I said <laughs> hell yeah well we should do a show about it um, mm-hmm. I'm still working on some things on the last minute there and look. It's Chris Carnage and uh-huh. Everett Lee. <laughs> and you know, before and before anybody gives me crap, yes, I am in my final score getup. Which, if you're uh, into sports and need to get your sports fixed, you can find more on Final Score, a proud member of Podcast City Network, at Facebook.com/backslash. PCN final score and you can find out all the great stuff that we have there as well as going to podcastcity.net backslash final score and uh, yes I do have my Carson Wentz and my final score set up yes we are going to eventually either rename or burn this jersey I'm not sure yet but yeah we'll cover more on that this Sunday on final score (laughs) (laughs) that sounds great man that sounds great I'm, I'm excited about this man I I'm excited about Final Score. I just want to say I love everything you and uh, ah, yes. and Craig James do for Podcasting Network and what you do with Final Score and just sports in general, man. I love it. I love it. That's where I get my information at. That's where I get my information from, uh, from sports, from Final Score. And I get a lot of the information stuff that I don't even know about. I just listen to you and Craig James bicker back and forth about which team's better. So I, that's my entertainment <laughs> right there. You know, <laughs> absolutely. And, and you know, at the end of the day, we try to bring the very best that we can when it comes to sports and we try to be genuine about it because we don't try to be like these other pundits that want to try and spout off all the drama and politics of sports. We try to bring the one thing that, you know, the outlets like sports center and whatnot used to bring back in the day. And that's, Hey, who would have thought about it? Sports. Sports. So, Chris, I got one question to ask you. You ready to do this? Oh, I'm always ready. Let's do this! (laughs) (laughs) The soundboard is back on the Everett Lee Show. It is. It is. So, people listening may walk away with a... 33 and third chance... ...of actually learning something from us tonight. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that is probably my favorite one. That has always been my favorite promo in wrestling. Is a 33 and a third chance, man. That is. It is 33 and a third chance because you know why, player. Player, it's on every day, all day. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. WandaVision, man, has taken everything by storm, man. WandaVision's blown up big, Chris. It has. When I first heard about WandaVision back in December of 2020, I was I got excited about it because I knew Disney Plus was going to come out with some great content with the MCU because Marvel's under the Disney umbrella and... With the new streaming service, Disney Plus kicked off really great because they had a lot of good content on there and broke up in different subcategories. One thing that I really liked about Disney Plus was what you can find. If you couldn't find something to watch on there, then you weren't looking. You were not looking because if you couldn't find The Lion King and you cry through uh, Mustafa dying to Cinderella becoming a princess to all the great stuff with Disney, Snow White, Rapunzel, they had all that. They had the Star War. They have Star Wars on there, which is great. All the all Star Wars, even their own original shows, Disney Plus pumped out with the original shows and content which I thought was amazing. But when they mentioned Marvel doing original shows for just Disney+, Plus, I said, sign me up. What is the <laughs> MCU going to do for 2021 and beyond? Some things were planned, okay? But with everything situation happening on in the world, some things got pushed back, some got delayed. And with that right there, they kind of mixed things up in the MCU, what's to come out. But WandaVision announced, and we saw the trailers and everything in December, and it was going to debut in January when we got that date. And we're lucky mm -hmm. because with the first two episodes dropping on the debut of WandaVision there. But one thing, one thing that I want to give a quick recap was those who follow the MCU's universe in the movies for the last 10 years that story arc they built up they pretty much a lot of stuff happened with a lot of characters and all the all the focus is on wanda now and it's wanda it's like what is wanda going to do because we've seen what happened introduced in the cut scene at the end of captain america the winter soldier the cut scene her and her brother quicksilver and then after after that there we've seen more of a little bit more of them in Age of Ultron and then with the death of her brother by the hands of Ultron it kind of sent Wanda over the edge there and she got her revenge she ripped the heart out of Ultron and let her let him know it was like that's how it felt for her losing her brother but then Wanda, we saw what um, a role more, a little bit more of her in Civil War in the relationship with Vision because she felt alone. She, Vision felt alone, so perfect there. And they, they, and Vision wasn't scared of her because she afraid she was a monster because of mm -hmm. what happened in Civil War during the opening of that movie. But Wanda, in Infinity War, her and Vision, she was trying to protect the person, uh, the android that she loves, <laughs> from uh, <laughs> having that Infinity Stone, the Mind Stone, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, the Mind Stone in Vision mm -hmm. that powers him. And there was talks that Vision possibly could 
operate without the Mind Stone because there's a lot of, of it in him already. But what happened in Infinity War, I mean, she she killed she killed Vision to save him from, uh, from Thanos, and Thanos had the Time Stone. He just rewind time back, knocked her ass out, and, and then killed him. And then she yep. got snapped. He's dead. We didn't hear nothing about Wanda until Endgame when she came back out, and she was a woman scorned for taking her man, and she threw everything at <laughs> Thanos. One of my favorite scenes out of the Endgame there is when she she's like going after Thanos. Thanos is like, I don't even know you, and then but you will. I love that. But mm-hmm. after the after the events of Endgame and stuff. We pr- we pretty much see what what's Wanda Maximoff doing. Oh yeah, and it really brought us to this point, which is really really crazy and involved in a number of ways. So, and what a lot of people don't realize, and and I know you saw this too, where people were crapping on the beginning of WandaVision and how it opened, mm-hmm. but I knew, I'm sure you knew, yeah, that this was all just the setup. This was the precursor to what ended up ended up being. Uh, what WandaVision became, and oh my god, bro, it is crazy. All I know is I would never want to cross Scarlet Witch. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, my glasses fogging up. Jimmy mentioned that um, he thought the same thing before Vision died. They were transferring his consciousness away from the Mind mm-hmm. Stones, so some of his personality may have survived. It may have. But Thanos made sure that didn't happen. I mean, he just like basically like shut down, you know, give me that. <laughs> I'm going to snap the world, you know, the universe into my own shaping. But yeah, a lot of people crapped on it. The first two episodes I was sitting there with my wife, we were watching it. She's like, what the heck is going on? I was like, I don't know, but I wanted to see what happened. I like how the beginning episode was at Dick Van Dyke, you know, kind of feel there to it and stuff and the second episode more of that though but i mean you saw at the end it's like someone was watching this who's watching it by the third episode you pretty much the time changed from the 50s to the 60s and Mm -hmm. you pretty much yeah in color wanda's pregnant what How the hell? How the hell does she get pregnant? And then all this stuff going on, mm-hmm. this crazy stuff going on, and little things here and there going on and stuff. And you're wondering what the hell. And then uh, mm-hmm. Monica shows up, and she drops the name after Wanda just gave birth to two twin boys, Wiccan and Speed, or in the comics that which they're they're known as Wiccan and Speed. But um, the, Jimmy and uh, Tommy, they basically yeah. just. Um, you know, she gave birth to twin boys, and then Monica mentions Ultron and her brother dying. Wanda's like, <laughs> "You're evicted. <laughs> You're out of here." <laughs> you know, and that was and that was the first time we had really seen mention too in the series of anything in the MCU outside of the uh, the West View that Wanda had created. So uh, it was pretty crazy when you had that moment happen because I know when I heard the name Ultron fall out of her mouth, I was like. Oh my God, we just made that mention and we know what happened with that. So uh, it's pretty crazy how they've been able to tie in a lot of the MCU movies, especially phase one, phase two, and so forth into WandaVision. And even if you look at Disney's approach to the whole thing, you know, being able to not only do the cinematic side of everything with the movies, but now we're being able to pull in, obviously, because probably more so than anything, the pandemic, pull in the TV series aspect of it. And 
you know, a lot of people also crap on the fact, oh, well, they didn't drop everything at one time like Netflix does. It's for a reason. And mm-hmm. if you see how this story progresses, it's for that reason alone. Because I don't know about you, I'm on the edge of my seat every single week watching this anymore. Oh, God, yeah. I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there watching that right there. Episode four really came into it with mm. what the heck was going on. That opening opening episode with Monica Rambeau just coming back, she got snapped. And... Mm-hmm. People, people who watched Captain Marvel knew who Monica was because she was a little girl in Captain Marvel, and she looked mm-hmm. up to Kara Danvers. And then here she is as an adult now because of the time, and she's one of the ones that got snapped. And she's looking for a mom. Like, like I like the perspective of you saw how chaotic it was from that point of view of people coming back. They came mm-hmm. back and they thought they'd been gone. They were just fell asleep, or it was just a minute. No, <laughs> it was five freaking years, man. And that and nurse, huh? I was gonna say, you know, a crazy part of that too is that we had never seen up to this point what it was for people to come back. It was right. just the snap happened and everybody was back. And you know, obviously, when the snap happened, it was near the end of uh, uh, end game to bring everybody back. And then the phone call happened. We saw the bird, and then of course Thanos. You know, I come in and attacked everybody. But we never saw what that was actually like. As the uh, wonderful Mrs. Lee brings you a cold brew. Yes. Um, but <laughs> but it, it's amazing and crazy to see what kind of pandemonium that really put in people in the MCU to now you're just seeing these people reappear literally and even as you saw um oh, excuse me as you saw monica like start to look at her hand as she's starting to come back and seeing the last bit of herself basically rematerializing you you saw like wow that's that's pretty crazy to have to go through that see yeah. that and now you have all these people just popping up everywhere just yeah. as quickly as we saw you know in infinity where people disappear now they're just popping back in the pandemonium that caused so gosh it's right. so crazy to see that happen it is. It is. Spider-Man Far From Home, I'm going to throw that in real quick. You briefly, because that was the first MCU to happen after Endgame, and you got mm-hmm. to see a little bit. They explained it. They called it the blimp. People, it was crazy because Hulk and the Avengers didn't think. It's like, bring everyone back, but they should have thought more into it because oh, yeah. someone, you say you had families, you had, say you had an older sister who was 12 and you had a, um, a, who was, or like a younger sister who was 12 and then you had a younger brother who was nine. Five years has passed that make them what? Mm-hmm. About what? 13, 14? And then that mm-hmm. person comes back and they're the same age, you know, as they came back. And mm-hmm. that, a lot of people got five extra years of their life. You can, you can actually thank Thanos for that. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, one thing yeah. Thanos did, right, is at least you got five extra years to live because you were gone for five, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, you were gone for five. Um, Jimmy, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy said uh, that he was glad it comes out weekly. He went one of the spoilers from a few who could binge it all right away, which is great. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they would ruin it for everyone right there, as I mentioned there. <laughs> but um, definitely a huge shout out to David C. Russell and Jimmy in the chat. We thank you guys. Uh, anybody else watching, definitely post your comments and uh, we'll probably throw them up here. Uh, but, you know, Jimmy, our meme god Jimmy, always killing it with the memes. And yes, I have seen what you've posted. They're all awesome. Um, but he says, if you disappeared while you were on a plane, would you come back still in the sky without a plane? That is a very interesting question. <laughs> yeah, that is a good question there. But 
Yeah, that um, seeing that from that point of view and Monica getting news that her mother died, which we were introduced in Captain Marvel and how we got a little bit of backstory there on that episode four, how her mom was one of the ones who was the founders of S.W.O.R.D. Because we saw bits and pieces, Easter eggs with stuff she was wearing S.W.O.R.D. And then even Mm -hmm. uh, even. uh, Wanda mentioned, what is that around your neck? What is that? And she she couldn't re- remember because she, and it showed how she got there in episode four. Some familiar faces in episode four. I was glad to see Darcy from Thor. You know, I have always been a fan of Darcy. I mean, oh, I, can yeah. t- I can tell you two big reasons why I'm a fan of uh, Kate Denning. It's Thor oh, wow. and the relationship with Jane. But um, um, just having Darcy on Wanda, seeing her come in there was great. I I like seeing that familiar face. And Jimmy from Ant-Man right there. You know, Jimmy Woo Mm -hmm. or Jimmy, I forget his, I'm bad with names. And Jimmy, honestly, like I really feel that when you look at Darcy and Jimmy, I feel like they could do their own spinoff show and it would be hilarious. Like, honestly, like having them just chase like paranormal things that might be like fallout from, you know, the MCU. Like how awesome of a show would that be if they actually did that? Yeah, that would, that would definitely be awesome if they, if they did something like that. But I was, I was really excited, really excited to see these two because last time we saw Jimmy was in, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That was the last time Mm -hmm. they're dealing with Scott being on house arrest and everything that happened during Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then of course, Darcy, we saw her last time we seen her was in Thor the Dark World. So it's Mm -hmm. been a while. But they were trying to figure out what the hell's going on in Westview because there's something going on. Darcy cracks it, figures it out. There's a signal going out, which is a television show. So her and Jimmy sit there and they binge watch Wanda and they get into it. And damn it, someone give Darcy a cup of coffee. She went two episodes without a cup of coffee, man. She asked for it. Hey, she yeah. needed her cup of coffee. Exactly. And then the director, the director of sword she basically or he basically showed a video of wanda breaking into sword taking vision's body and disappearing because darcy's like a tv show or someone jimmy said a tv show with two adventures yeah one's supposed to be dead yeah why is he alive i don't know Mm -hmm. that you know and that's right there is just one of the things that it, it just made you like from seeing that point of view outside of the hex. Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on here? Who's in control? A lot of a lot, lot of questions. And Monica, with her getting kicked out of the hex, we've seen that in the next episode. Mm-hmm. We see we see Monica what happened to her because on the screen the things you know flickered and stuff and you didn't see what Wanda was doing apparently Wanda was in control at this point apparently we thought we thought she was in control there and Jimmy Mitch is in the chat that if you disagree okay yeah now that we know that vision is just a con uh yes yes okay yeah, Jimmy brings up now that we know that Vision is just a construct of the Hex, how he was able to break the spell Wanda had on people. 
Which, that one's actually very easy yeah. to explain, honestly, mm-hmm. in every way, just because when especially because we've already discovered a fallacy in this entire show uh, that I don't even know if Marvel's realized yet uh, that has not been explained. Maybe it'll be explained in the next episode, given how today's episode, today's release ended, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. But when it comes to vision, the self-awareness that ends up happening with him being discovering that he's a construct of the hex. Um, I think the only reason he was able to break the spell is that with him being a construct of the Hex, that he has the power of Wanda in him as well without knowing it, and that he's able to make that contact and be able to put people in and out of control of Wanda because he's an extension of Wanda to a certain amount of uh, way of saying. So when you look at that, that plays a huge role into this because my biggest thing, and this is where I'm going to point out the fallacy in this, if you have seen today's episode, is they said Wanda goes in, steals the body of Vision. Today's episode, that doesn't happen, and we discover that Vision is a complete construction of the Hex and of from Wanda and whatever interaction that she had with the Mind Stone. So with that in mind, we now have a fallacy that's going to have to be explained. However, knowing S.W.O.R.D., and even to a certain extent, S.H.I.E.L.D. did this kind of stuff too, is that they'll try and portray that something happened a certain way, but it may not have happened quite that way. So hopefully we'll find out more in the next episode. Exactly. They're they're pretty much portraying how things, like you said, how things are going, but it's not to make them look good because the director of S.W.O.R.D. looks at Wanda as a threat because mm-hmm. of what... Yeah, Hayward. Hayward lied. He 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 lied. He lied. I knew it's because the way he was acting, the way he did stuff, mm-hmm. it just in episode five there, we when we get more of Monica Rambo, what happened with her, and more of of Hay, you know Hayward's lie that you know at that time we didn't know. It's like wow, okay, she ran in and she took Vision. She walked right in there and she took it and she left man with it and constructed vision and brought him back because the theory was going around that they thought she recreated the mind stone she brought it back because they're pulling from the house of m storyline in the comics where wanda she created her own reality which we'll touch more on with especially with the episode that came out today mm-hmm. the the thing with with Hayward lying and stuff, it's making him look big. It's like, this is a threat. We got to shut it down. We got to shut this down, and we got to do something about it. That's the approach. But Darcy and Jimmy look at it as Wanda's, and even Monica, it was like, Wanda's not a threat. Wanda's the solution. We need to try to talk to her and find out Mm -hmm. why or who's doing this and who's controlling her. And they 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 send in that jet there and that pretty much you know she sent it back out and she came out of the hex and she's like leave me alone you know i'm not bothering you you're not bothering me it's like well you're holding people hostages she ain't holding people hostages you know i mean that the way that's the way yeah that's the way she's looking at it though but in a way which we'll talk about you know it the people are being held against her will there and mm-hmm. Wanda, it's everyone's everyone there. Swords like Wanda, and 
one one uh, thing about that fifth episode was how the boys age progressed. I want to throw that in there. I thought it was funny. You know, <laughs> they want a dog, and then all of a sudden it's like this is like what we're in the eighties now, and then it's like when you get older, they age progressed themselves, and they're a little bit older there, which I thought was great, and then just the stuff that went on that happened in that episode there just the humor and everything and agnes mentioning it's like oh i messed up you want me to start that mm-hmm. over again and wanda's like what do you mean and that that get a little suspicious there and even some things even vision trying to that was like, a giveaway yeah things don't seem right but that episode left with the jaw dropper. Who the hell showed up at the door, man? I mean, that right there just got me. Was the fact that Quicksilver comes back. Quicksilver. Yeah. But the Quicksilver that showed up was the Quicksilver from the Fox X-Men, not not the MCU Quicksilver because he's full of mm-hmm. he was full of bullets there. That was a shock. What do you think about that, Chris? <laughs> uh, at first, I thought it was very interesting, and I honestly think, at least on the back end, you know, reality of Disney Plus and what they're trying to do with the MCU at this point is, I think they did that as a means to be able to eventually bring in uh, X-Men into the MCU and be able to interact with this current MCU. Uh, so I thought that was wonderful. However, in the actual WandaVision universe of the show and everything going on, we end up finding out that there's no way that should be able to happen, that, you know, Pietrov is dead. This is now Pietrov, fake Pietro. Uh, and that, and we do find out when Agnes even calls it out after she's revealed herself, which we'll get into in a minute, that it's not the same, that the real her real brother is still in Sokovia full of holes. Yeah. So... Something to kind of kind of keep kind of keep in mind of, um, but uh, to point out to Jimmy that he just posted in the chat uh, <laughs> is Pietro the biggest troll in TV history? Yes, and it was awesome. I loved every moment, and then he gets kind of <laughs> smacked in the mouth per se by Wanda for it. So uh, yeah, definitely a lot of great stuff. But some other comments that we're seeing in the chat uh, about Hayward Light is not a plot hole. Yes, we know it's not a plot hole, but mm-hmm. the biggest thing is that we're just seeing how Sword. Uh, if, and if you don't know about Sword, man, you guys need to go look up Sword and how Sword started and what has happened within Sword. Uh, is that Sword will do anything it seems like to be able to fit their own end, as is also mentioned in the comment that uh, Director Hayward just needed an excuse for the government to be present there, especially right. for how this episode ends and what we can perceive could happen in the next episode. So uh, it's definitely, definitely very interesting to see. Um, how is this going to progress, really? Because a lot of different things can happen. We don't know to what extent Sword is trying to have, like, to what extent they're trying to be involved in this. We don't know if it's more of a, 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 a containment of collateral damage or if they're really just trying to go in and get Vision back or if they're trying to go in and maybe capture Wanda for other reasons. So uh, it's a lot of things that could be at play here and uh, a lot of rumors that are running around with how this whole series is going to end. I think, I believe if I'm not mistaken, we got two episodes left. Yes. Uh, so a lot could happen in that time. Yeah. A lot, a lot can, a lot can happen. A lot can happen in the last two episodes. There's, there's stuff out there that, that, is spoilers and just what's going to happen this person is going to show up that person is going to show up it's going to lead into this or it's going to go this direction but one thing one thing i liked about about the end of 
that episode when you seen you know Quicksilver show up, but the other Quicksilver, then the next episode was great. It mm. the Halloween episode, and I loved how this was shot, like Malcolm in the Middle. Middle, one of my yes. favorite shows I used to watch back in the day. Believe it or not, Malcolm in the Middle loved watching that. I thought that it was a great sitcom, and and I just loved it. And so I was like, oh, dude, this is like one, uh, you know, Malcolm in the Middle. But then the twins are just a little bit older now. And it's the Halloween episode, and then you see the Scarlet Witch as the Scarlet Witch, which I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, the, then then um, her brother was like, Pedro was like, "Who are you supposed to be?" It's like I'm supposed to be a Sokovian fortune teller. <laughs> I love that. And then Vision comes out in his Halloween costume, like he is in the comic. Is like he's supposed to be. He said a luchador wrestler. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And then. And then Quicksilver ends up getting a costume for for uh, I believe it's t- uh, Tommy. I, because, yes. Yeah, he got Tommy a costume. The, yeah, the yeah. Jimmy said the Halloween episode was an instant classic. It was man. I, that was so that was so great. But yeah, they're they're, they're uh, comic book costumes and stuff. Sp- um, Tommy would look like Speed in the comics, and then of course mm-hmm. you know Pedro looked like him, you know, like in the comics. Everything just matched up great. But then Vision went on a neighborhood watch thing because he was going around trying to figure out what was going on in that episode, and Wanda got mad because it's like you're not taking your sons out trick or treating. But I I know Pedro's like yeah, I'll go, and then he goes out there, and then it's like. Neighborhood Watch, the the one black guy. I forgot his name. Um, damn, you know what I'm oh, talking about, right? Uh, Herb. 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 Yeah, he's like, he's like, what? What's that? Someone took all the people's candy in the background. You see them running. <laughs> Someone smashed all the pumpkins. <laughs> I loved that. I, I, it was a great episode. It was a fun episode. I'm like, this is really good, and. <laughs> Yeah, it started out, Jimmy said it started out so light and funny, and then it's super dark, which it did, because <laughs> yeah, it did. Vision goes, and he's on his way exploring what's going on, but as you noticed, when he got to at the outside towards the end of the hex, people were acting weird. That was mm-hmm. one thing. And the one person was, like, crying, but moving in slow motion, and then... The theory came up was, Chris, that if they're not on TV with Wanda, they're not, you know, they're they're really not acting. And, and it's because they're 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 taking over There's the force of the hex is taking them over and making them do what what it wants to do. And they can't do nothing. They're they're trapped. They're trapped, mm-hmm. and that was a perfect example of those that commercial. You know, they showed with the kid on the island trying to open up the yogurt, and he died in, inside. It was that was the whole point of that. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the lady trying to hang the same decoration over and over as a tear rolled down her eye. Yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah, that was, hit yeah. me hard. Yeah. That was like, oh my gosh, you can see the despair and pain in these people because obviously they can't do anything, but. And that's what I think was so crazy about that episode where you see just Vision walking around, seeing these people going through these things, doing mundane tasks or things that just make absolutely no sense. And like Jimmy mentioned in the comments, uh, the lady hanging the decoration over and over with that tear rolling down her face. It's like, this is some really dark stuff going on, man. And yeah. it ends up where Vision ends up in a uh, position where nobody's moving, everything's still. He's 
not knowing what's going on. And that's where he starts realizing, you know, this is something bigger than what I'm thinking this has been. And I, he already is starting to get an idea of where it's coming from. And it starts to explore more and starts to explore more. And man, it just gets crazier. It does. It gets really, it gets really crazy there. And the episode before that, Vision woke up one of the guys and said, "It hurts! It hurts! Make it stop! She's she's uh, making us do what we don't want to do." And then he puts him back in, you know, back to how he was uh-huh. after back. Yeah, right. And like, hey, and then Vision flies up, and it's like, oh shoot. <laughs> is he gonna fly out of here? And then he sees Ag- uh, Agatha, you know, Agnes, Agnes. in the yeah. car, and he goes and he tries to wake her up, and it's like she freaks out, and she's like, "We're all dead!" And he's like, "You're an Avenger!" And then that's the first time Vision's like, "What do you mean? What's an Avenger?" And he had questions. What What is an Avenger? Who am I? So he starts mm-hmm. questioning his own his own existence. Which was which crazy. Which got interesting too, because on top of that, this whole time you're thinking that, oh, this is this is Vision. Vision should have his memories. He should know what's going on. But it harkens to the fact that when we were talking about earlier, where Sword initially said, oh, well, they stole the body of Vision. So during this whole time, everybody thinks that this is Vision. All that information that was in him should still be there. Right. But it's not. But it's because it's not him. It's an apparition. It's a construct. Right. Right. Which we find out later. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that it was but just just him like what and he walks to the edge and he gets out of the hex oh my god he's like help me you know just darcy comes running and everything and he's like yelling and just saying people need help and then wiccan in the comics jimmy Mm -hmm. It was like, I hear daddy, he's in pain. And in the course, the line that Pedro says, what? He's like, is about your dead husband. He's like, you, you killed him twice. You're going to bring him back again? And then... Oh, yeah, he can't die again or whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> she, he gets his butt zapped and Wanda stops everything and goes out and or he she decides to expand the hex to save him. And... Everyone is outside their sword is trying to get away, trying to get away. A lot of them did get away. A lot of them didn't. And I like when the hex expanded. It saved vision. But it the, the people, Jimmy and Monica got away, which was great. I was glad they got away. Hayward got away. I was like, damn it, man. It didn't absorb. Darcy did not. Darcy was got handcuffed because she her and Jimmy were got kicked out and they and they snuck back in and got some sword secrets. Hayward, mm-hmm. why is he tracking vision? Why is he tracking just vision in there? He found a a way to look into the hex, which I thought was that was like, you know, pretty dirty. He didn't share that. He had no show and tell. You know, this is his little secret there. You know, his little hidey hole. So it just it got me with that right there that he he was withholding information, and they found out. And then Darcy gets caught and handcuffed, and when the hex expanded, she gets absorbed into it. Is what the hell mm-hmm. happened to Darcy? But my favorite moment at that end of the episode when Sword gets sucked in there, what happens to him? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, for real. That was hilarious. (laughs) But another thing I want to harken back to what Jimmy just brought up in the chat is that we should have known when Vision didn't drop dead on the other side of the hex that his body wasn't really there. And what's interesting about that fact is that he's coming out. He is the only one who's ever been continually sucked back into the hex. And as you see, as he was trying to escape it, pieces of him start just flying off and flying back into the hex, seemingly tearing him apart. And that's what actually brought Darcy there to be like, oh my God, we need to help him. He's dying. And she ends up handcuffed to the front of the Humvee. So uh, that right there, I think, what should have been the first tip off that, you know what, maybe Vision is not really Vision, which we eventually find out he is and he's a construct. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting to see how that episode went, which brought us in to episode seven breaking the fourth wall which was absolutely amazing we yeah. saw darcy end up being there in the middle of a carnival from the expanded hex and uh ends up teaming up with vision which they have a whole bunch of funny moments uh and end up driving off in uh uh what was it a hot dog truck or a churro yeah, truck or hot something? dog truck because she was she was going to be the bearded lady in oh, that a in funnel that cake truck. my wife just came in and, yeah. and corrected me funnel thank cake you. truck thank you mrs carnage i had mrs carnage with the win yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the funnel cake truck. The bearded lady. She was supposed to be bearded lady. I loved how, yeah, um, Jimmy just put up. Darcy was wearing the hell out of that circus outfit. Because <laughs> yeah, I, she was. I thought she was going to be a clown or something, man. I Because I, pretty much one of the things, Sword is clowns, a bunch of clowns. That was funny. Mm-hmm. I love that aberration, that how they turned funny. him into that, which is funny. Darcy didn't infect it, thank God. It was like, what is she? I expected it would have been funny if, they, if the vision found Darcy is a mind. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like it's like who are you <laughs> one word one syllable <laughs> but what's crazy though when you're looking at this episode of breaking the fourth wall in episode seven is it really was a lot about breaking the fourth wall which is pretty crazy and oh yeah it went into that almost you know interview style approach with interviewing wanda trying to navigate uh, unsettling complications and these issues she's having and and you even hear a question come from the camera side and she's like what are you talking like and it just shows the everlasting control she's trying to have that is diminishing so it's pretty interesting as that episode went through and we saw a lot of different things happen uh including obviously you know monica trying to come back through which was crazy onto itself and if you haven't seen episode seven you guys need to go watch it because monica going through the hex trying to get into the hex we saw her literally try to drive the most badass lunar humvee that you know the government had to offer and it just you know gets half (laughs) to eaten and then spit back out and all this but we see Monica go back and push her way through the walls of the hex to get in. And we see her own transformation take place yes. to where now Monica is presumably obviously has, has her share of now powers yes. and ha- was see, was torn apart at the seams on, on, and put back together. as She's traveling through the hex and everything the hex is doing to her. And as I mentioned multiple times throughout early the early episodes of, of WandaVision, is that when you go in and out of the hex, it changes you on a subatomic level. Exactly. And Monica had been in and out of the hex more than anyone. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting to see that and her gain her powers, even though it ended up not being enough, as we ended up having Agnes show her true colors. Yeah, exactly. Before, like like you mentioned there with Monica, her her it was mentioned about it, her DNA was changing because going in and out of the hex. One of the mm-hmm. one of the rumors I heard about was the fact that, of course, in the comic 
in the comic books, Monica Rambo becomes Spectrum. She becomes mm-hmm. Spectrum, where she uses energy, almost like Captain Marvel. And there, with with the hex changing her DNA, there was a rumor going around, a theory that they may use this as a way to bring in mutants into the MCU. Everyone that's mm-hmm. in the hex, once they get out, their DNA is going to change, and it's going to awaken the uh, X gene that's in the human body to bring mutants into the world but however also too it's like what if uh, Wanda decides to expand that hex across the world then everybody with the X gene will wake up and then that was that's a way to get mutants into the MCU but Mm -hmm. apparently I mean that's still a good theory that I I believe is pretty damn good theory I I shared that with you Mm -hmm. and you're like damn that's a pretty good theory it would be a crazy theory, but the only thing that hurts the theory is the fact that when we saw her expand the hex, she was already having complications keeping it stable yes. and keeping control where needed. So uh, as we saw in Breaking the Fourth Wall, Episode 7, that that, that control was, 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 she was losing that grasp. She was losing control of the hex, losing control of herself and, and everything going on around her. And you saw that not only, obviously, in the literal actions in the hex that were happening out of her control, but just with how she, her... Uh, how she was approaching everything, the things she would say, the things she would do, that she's losing control on every level, mentally, physically, and otherwise. And I just don't see her being able to sustain a hex that large. However, as we saw uh, Agnes, a.k.a. Agatha Harkness, uh, reveal herself to everyone, that there might be ways to actually do that. So uh, it's pretty crazy when you look at the uh, possibilities now that Agatha has revealed herself. And... uh, is now trying to play a little bit of a puppet master in this. So it's very, very interesting. It, it is, because when when uh, Agatha, it was mentioned, the the internet already went crazy and said it's Agatha Hartness. That it's, it's her. It's her from the comics. One of the Scarlet Witch's enemies there, and Doctor Strange had run-ins with her in the comics as well. A lot of people don't yes, realize, did, yeah. too. Because they go back and forth there. And Jimmy just put up mutants have been born that way. It doesn't really work. Otherwise, Spider-Man or the Hulk would be mutants. Well, yeah, I think that's going to be the defining line, though, is that you have people that have superpowers and people that are mutants. But the thing that is, is that any normal person, you know, someone who doesn't have powers like, say, me, you and others uh, would not see a difference. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to see. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, is that with mutants that have been born, obviously mutants are born that way. Uh, they still have to go through usually a traumatic experience of some kind or a certain amount of uh, uh, puberty uh, or any kind of actions that happened during that time to be able to have that X gene be shown for it to come to life. Like we saw with Magneto, it took uh, his parents being ripped away and being put into a concentration camp for his powers uh, to come to be. Um, But some didn't, like Rogue, where her powers were just that way and she couldn't touch anybody for pretty much the entirety of her life, uh, which became more of an issue as she hit puberty so right it, it's interesting when you look at that aspect of it however yes when you look at people like spider-man who gets bit by a spider or the hulk who ends up uh, going through a buttload of gamma radiation uh you know then you just end up being you know a freak who ends up with awesome powers but <laughs> you know it just kind of works out that way yeah but um it, it's going to be interesting though and this is the one thing i don't feel that we've seen too much except for in the comics is superheroes and mutants right now they're going to be 
coming together. So that's going to be interesting to see now on the big screen versus what we've seen in the comics. Um, just because no matter how you look at it, they're all going to be seen the same as just superheroes. Exactly. Exactly. They're, they're all under one roof now. And how do you introduce them? And there, there's, there's ways. And there, Kevin Feige head of Mar- in Marvel, you know, studios is going to is going to bring that in there because one person from the Fox universe of uh, Marvel, Fantastic 4, Reed Richards, a lot of stuff Easter eggs has been dropped about Fantastic 4 files, names, and is Reed Richards the guy that Monica Rambo knows that's been going around there too. Is it Reed Richards? Mm-hmm. Then because they already they already said Fantastic Four is coming. We already got a Fantastic mm-hmm. Four movie. It's on its way. But is is this Reed Richards Monica Rambo is talking about? We won't find out until the next two last two episodes. Yes. But which will be very interesting too, yeah. because there's just a lot of speculation when it comes to the Fantastic Four, and you look at their involvement not only with X Men but within the MCU as a whole. They were actually pretty far stretching, you know, no pun intended, uh, all, all over the MCU. So it's it's interesting. It's kind of interesting that they've kind of waited till now to see them come in because they are not mutants. The Fantastic Four were never mutants. They are the classic Marvel superheroes yeah. who ended up going through a transformation to become what they are. So for them to just now, I shouldn't say be introduced because Marvel has tried multiple attempts at trying to, <laughs> to bring Fantastic <laughs> Four in and it yeah. failed both times, uh, that it's just now starting that they're coming back around to it. Now, at this point, though, I didn't know if maybe Fantastic Four had its own licensing rights out elsewhere or something where they couldn't, where it saves Netflix or whatever the case may be. Uh, but you just see now that since they have all the properties back, Disney and Marvel does anyways, that they're able now to delve way deeper into the comics into these other characters that we don't know about, which we're going to touch more on uh, later with a lot of crazy yeah. uh, MCU phase four TV and movies that are planned on coming out and have been recently even announced. Uh, but we're, like I said, we'll touch on those a little later, um, but it's just interesting to see how that works out. Now you said Reed Richards. Yes. There's another name I've been seeing circulating a lot and it harkens right back to X-Men and that's professor Xavier because who has always been extremely good at not only communicating with people that are going through hard times, but people who have astronomical amounts of power that he is able to bring back down. Um, and we saw him do that with Jean Grey and the Phoenix and what he was able to do for her until it obviously you know killed him. And then... Yeah. I could see them trying to bring in excuse me, Professor Xavier to be that calming voice, to be that voice of reason, to be that person who wants to help. Because that's what Professor Xavier always wanted to do with mutants, so why not help be him. able to try and do that with WandaVision? Or with Wanda, I mean. Well, in the comics, Chris, she he does help her. He does mm-hmm. help her. He, he does. Gets, she, Wanda gets help from Professor X and gets help from Doctor Strange in the comics because of what happened there. And I, I can't believe how much they're pulling from the House of M storyline here, the basis from it. The The thing I like about the MCU, Chris, how wh- how they pull a baseline story, and then they take that, and then they build on top of that right there. I love how they do that with everything that they do. And mm-hmm. with, with um, Agonist... 
the comic book fans was really, really familiar and knew about her. And in tonight's episode, <laughs> oh man! Hold on. Right before we get to that, though, shout out to Jimmy about the Agatha theme song. Yeah, that was G, and it was so awesome they put that in there. It was <laughs> Agatha all along. It was Agatha. Like, that was yeah. great. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Let me let me let me say this, and let me get uh, Jimmy's and everybody's comment in the chat here that's viewing right now. When Agatha revealed herself and showing the strings that she pulled, how did you guys feel about that? Yes, let us know in the comments. Post it now, and we will definitely throw it out there. Um, but it's so crazy to see Agatha really reveal herself, which I had a feeling this was going to happen, especially when you looked at Catherine Hahn's character of Agnes and how her character progressed. And it seemed like she always knew something that nobody else knew. And I think it was the most revealing back. I think it was uh, episode four, I believe it was, when they had the twins. Yeah. And you saw the interaction they had or that the interaction Vision had outside with Herb and with uh, Agatha at that time, Agnes. And just the weird interaction that was happening that Agatha or Agnes knew something, Herb knew something, but Herb was like, oh, it's all good. <laughs> nah. But Agnes, though, still being weird, tries to brush it off and keep on going. So I think even at exactly. that point, we knew that she had some kind of role in all this. She she had her she had her hand in there. It and you it, what I loved about this show is it makes you think about one way and then it takes you this way, but it brings you back to here. And you're like, son of you're like, you're basically like, uh, <laughs> this right here. You're just like, get so upset about it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's pretty much how, how I feel about it. You know, it's like, it's like sometimes it makes you feel like, uh, you are an idiot. <laughs> you, <laughs> too good but too when, good but when Ag when agonis revealed herself it was like damn <laughs> damn yeah right we knew all the time man knew all the time but i jimmy said he loved it it makes me wonder if a bigger twist is coming because so many people predicted agatha they did everyone predicted it it's agatha they agatha and then they threw you off to make you not think about it what about this what about that and then they bring you back to it and it's like oh we fooled you <laughs> mm -hmm. absolutely but man and when you're looking at it too just like with how a lot of this went it was so crazy because so many people have laid out predictions on how this show is going to go on who's going to show up and all these crazy things even we've made our predictions but agatha Agatha Harkness was one of the ones that everybody had a consensus about because we knew how much of a tie she had to Scarlet Witch. Because people remember in the comics, who was Scarlet Witch's mentor? Agatha. Agatha was, Harkness. Yes. Yes. She was the so she was We a knew mentor. that was going to be coming at some point. It was just a matter of when. But mm -hmm. honestly, I love who they cast to do it uh, with Catherine Hahn. Absolutely amazing. And then Great. you also look at the flip side of what even Jimmy is saying is that it makes you wonder what bigger twist may be coming because we've oh, kind of had that yeah. feeling, like I said, that that's been coming, but there's something bigger going to be coming because we've already talked about the possibility of Professor Xavier, which if you don't know about House of M and what everything that meant with Scarlet Witch and Professor Xavier, you guys need to really go do your research and read some comics. I'm yes. serious, but still that ties in heavily, but 
there is others that might came into this, but let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and recap this episode before yes. we get to the last person we think may be coming in uh, with episode eight uh, previously on. And this episode was absolutely crazy in so many ways. It was such a a a far shoot uh, from what all the previous seven episodes were. And obviously with Agatha Harkness revealing herself completely. And of course, the, the episode opens in 1695 oh God, in yeah. Salem, Massachusetts, which <laughs> if you don't know your history, you better go read that too because that was the cruise of times. <laughs> and we see a lot of, you know, the witch trial aspects of things being coming in. But it's, uh, hold on, just Agatha Harkness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but um it's just crazy to see. I gotta throw this in there. here. And she ends up having <gasps> rooms in place. <laughs> she ends up having the rooms in place and traps Wanda under the guise of I have your children. You will listen. You've been playing around long enough. I have been patient. Now true power is going to show itself. And all of it, at least oh, yeah. from what I'm gathering, was all about Agatha trying to figure out how Wanda created the Hex and how she was able to channel so much power to not only create the Hex, but control everybody that was inside of it. And it's absolutely insane, the progression of this episode. I tried to watch this episode all day yeah, from 2 p.m., up until we did this show, and I had to literally <laughs> squeeze the episode in right before we did this show. I think I finished it maybe 20 minutes before we went live, and the progression was absolutely insane, man. God, I yeah. mean, insane. And Agatha ends up forcing, and this is the one thing, because what I love about this show, and this is just kind of take a step back for a moment, the one thing I love about this show is it really does... Um, a bring forth to light a very serious issue we have in society, and that is mental health. And not only mental health, but how people are dealing with grieving, especially since we're going through COVID and things of that nature. Um, it's crazy to look at that and see just the mental turmoil that Wanda goes through episode to episode to episode to episode. And every time that pain and anguish of reality creeps up, she squashes it. So yes. now we're in a position where she can't, and Agatha forces Wanda to relive her past, literally, to be able to work through the issue she's having, which makes you think, is Agatha really the villain here? Right. Something to keep in mind. So yeah. It it does it does make you think about that. You pull up a good point there, Chris. It does make you think about that. Is, is Agatha really the villain? Or... or is she actually working with someone to figure mm -hmm. this out? Because Wanda has to relive her past. Wanda, Wanda goes through. We get to see. It makes sense after when when she's a kid, her and her brother, and when her dad comes home, and then it's like we're gonna watch family night tonight. We're gonna improve her English from Sokovia. What we how we talk in Sokovia, but we're gonna improve her English. And her dad opens up a suitcase. Bewitched, Dick Van Dyke. I love Lucy. The classics, mm -hmm. man. And she, and then instead of pulling from there, she wanted to watch Dick Van Dyke's show. And right there, I was, I, I said to my wife, I said, look at that. 
Which I remind you of right there when they were watching the beginning of that one episode, Dick Van Dyke there. That's like episode one and two, or actually two from WandaVision. Episode two right there, when they're in the two separate beds there. And mm-hmm. then they're having a good time and everything. And, and Wanda's having such a great time. And then all of a sudden, it's just boom. Freaking yep. blow up. You know, her parents dies. Her and her brother live. There's a missile in the living room that says Stark Industries. Go back to Age of Ultron when they talked about what happened because mm-hmm. you get to see that. You heard about an Age of Ultron about Wanda and her brother losing their parents because of a Stark Industry missile because the fear of Tony Stark tech falling into bad people's hands and bad people doing bad stuff with Tony Stark's tech. Crazy shit there. But <laughs> She's reliving that moment there, and then finally Agda pulls her out and asks, and it really emotionally, I felt bad for for her as a child, her and her brother. Agda oh, yeah. said, how long? Because they found out the bomb was a dud. They thought they were going to die. How mm-hmm. long did you stay in there? Two days. Two damn days, man. And that just that killed me because I hate... It just bring this up that, you know, stuff like that happens in the, you know, over, over in, you know, other countries and stuff when they're at war or civil war and stuff, people get caught in the crossfires. And that's what happened with Wanda and uh, her brother, because Pedro, they mm-hmm. basically signed up with Hydra because they thought they're going to do a greater good for the world, but they threw themselves in there, you know, and uh, that's pretty much how that happened there. You've, you hear, you saw the, you saw the end scene in winter soldier, the very Mm -hmm. last scene after credits, after a whole movie of the twins and them with Hydra, with, with the, with the staff, with that um, eventually becomes the mind stone. And, you get to see that right there. You get to see more of that. What the mm-hmm. hell is going through your mind when you get to see the experiments? And Wanda was like, I don't want to live through that again. I don't want to live through that again. And what's interesting with that, too, is that uh, something Jimmy points out is that for Wanda, this has only been two weeks since the end of Endgame. So this is something that, you know, they're still dealing with. And it's very interesting that this is in the MCU happening so fast. She's only, this is her, her literally going into grief because like she said during the same episode that she came back, there was no vision. His body was not even there. It was taken. And what that meant for her after watching him die and then getting blinked out, it was crazy, but it's also interesting uh, that we all see in the comments. The TV themes have just been a way for her to relive her trauma, and that's so realistic because people with trauma subconsciously recreate it as a way to deal. We always, as humans, want to lean on certain things like that to be able to help us through issues because it brings us some type of subconscious comfort. Um, so it's very interesting to see that, and I loved, like I said, how they did this, where, like you said, Dick Van Dyke and Bewitched and, you know, even as far as Malcolm in the Middle and stuff like that, where she had these things she leaned on, as we also saw when she was in the Avengers compound after the Age of Ultron and was sitting there with Vision, watching these shows, trying to deal with the grief after the loss of her brother and after losing Sokovia. And 
looking at how she was trying to deal but couldn't, and Vision was able to offer, you know, some amazing words of wisdom, honestly, for someone who's never had to deal with grief, which he admittedly says. Oh, God. And how they just kind of sit there and you see things develop, but she's still there watching these shows to try and deal, to try and find comfort. And she doesn't find it. It ends up in a position after she loses vision where she ends up creating the hex. So it, it's very interesting to see how that progresses. And then even from there, uh, what Agatha does next is pretty crazy too. Yeah. Yeah. She, she ends up taking her one. What's funny was vision. I like the part where after vision gives that speech there and I mean, he hit it dead on and mm-hmm. she looked at it as like, yeah, I'm alone. You're alone. So let's be alone together. And then mm-hmm. Vision was watching Malcolm in the middle with, uh, <laughs> with Wanda, <laughs> and he laughs, and he's like, "That's that is this." So that's funny. He 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 understood humor, which I thought was great. And she laughed. They shared a moment together, which I thought was great. One of the moments there that you a lot of people probably might overlook that they actually had a moment together where Vision shared an emotion which was mm-hmm. laughing at a TV show, which I thought was great. And it made Wanda laugh, too, which I I loved. But, yeah, the next thing, the next thing was after that was going, we seen the lie of Hayward because the beginning of this episode there, she's like, I've been gone five years. Vision, I, I, I know you guys have them. And they denied it, denied it. Hayward's like, mm-hmm. all right, just let her in. Just, and, let's get this going. <laughs> yeah, let's get this going. Yeah, so she walks. She's like, oh, we got to let you in. Nah, I can do it. <laughs> she just does it, <laughs> walks right in. And I was like, that was from the video's footage. Okay. I was like, wait, this is a little bit different. I, I figured, okay, she's going to walk in there. She's going to be like, you know, where's my man? Yeah, where's my man? <laughs> I'm. I come in here. She come in there and basically is like, you know, <laughs> and, and she <laughs> she come in there and she basically just walks in and is like, gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. I want vision. Oh. <laughs> she takes it, man. You know, and uh, she, you know, Hayward tried to explain. You're not gonna bury three billion dollars of uh, what do you call it? The, the metal that three billion dollars of vibranium, vibranium in the ground, and she's like, she treated Vision like a person, you know, and then they're trying to disassemble him, and then she comes busting in, and mm-hmm. you know they were about to attack her, and she looked and she said goodbye, and then she left, and then she has that paper there. And then she and then she goes to Westview, New Jersey, and then it's like why? It's like I thought Westview didn't exist, but it does. <laughs> Hold on, real quick, just a shout out to Jimmy. He put, man, could you imagine being that front desk guy? He's just a regular ass dude. Now, what's funny about you saying that, Jimmy, <laughs> is I literally was sitting there looking at this guy's face, and I was like, that when he ends up looking back up at her, and it's like, I forgot off the phone. It's just like, dude, that dude looks like he literally wants to just crap his pants because he's like, what am I gonna do against you? Like, please don't kill me. Like, you know what ah, I mean? He's like this. Is like, let him in. It's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh it's too good yeah. man. it's too good <laughs> look at that though she goes in she she ends up seeing the body is so mad because and this is something i feel visually that they did 
they were able to portray what they wanted to with this, and that was the disassembling of Vision. You look down after she enters Director Hayward's office, and you know they're talking, and she's like, "I'm just here to, get, you know, I want to be able to have a proper funeral and all this kind of stuff. I'm not trying to activate a weapon. He's not a weapon, all that kind of stuff." Yeah, and. She sees him, and they're literally like pulling parts of him apart as part of the disassembly process. His, his torso is separated from his arms and his legs and his head, and you know we see him in, in in a bunch of different pieces. And they're like, "We're sorry, this is like the most sophisticated tech we that has ever been in existence." Like, best I can do is give you you know the time to say goodbye here. Yeah. Like, you're not getting a funeral. You're not taking the body. So, like, I'm not going to let you take. And this was the code from from Hayward's. I'm not going to let you take three billion dollars worth of vi- of vibranium and just put it in the ground. So exactly. It, it's yeah, and it, it's crazy because she ends up going down, busts out the window. Hayward lets her get down there. She sees him, tries to feel his energy, can't feel him. Yeah. And then, and then turns around and just walks out, and goes to Westview. I want to take a quick break and let's give a word from our sponsors but i want to kick back a few cold ones with my friends i head over to city limits tap room city limits tap room has a wide selection of tvs to watch your favorite sports indoor and outdoor seating they are pet friendly city limits tap room also has food made fresh to order and the grilled cheese is excellent i recommend the grilled cheese and the apple pie cider the fries on the side can't go wrong with that baby more information for upcoming events head over to facebook.com slash city limits taproom keep up with the latest shows and content from podcast city network over on podcastcity.net follow them on facebook.com slash podcast city network twitter at podcast city net subscribe to our youtube channel podcast city network on twitch podcast city network Podcasting Network, the top source for independent podcasting. Be creative, be yourself. You're listening to The Everett Lee Show. You see some familiar faces in Westviews as she goes to this property. And she gets out of her car. There's a foundation of a house built. Now, this is foreshadowing. If you really look at this, Chris, she goes mm-hmm. to that house. Foundation built. She walks in there. She opens up the paper finally. And it's a mm-hmm. property that her and Vision built. Something they talked about in Infinity War. If you remember, getting away from it all. Finding her own place. Starting her own life. Just like in the comics. Like Vision and Wanda planned on doing she was so devastated by it all of a sudden it just she fell to her knees and just all and of a sudden the most badass just, thing happens oh, wow she has a house and M mental breakdown and pretty much every she builds her house from the foundation up I mean that that right there when I saw that I was like okay cool she had she started with the foundation and then she built it she built her house the way she envisioned it mm-hmm. <laughs> envisioned <laughs> and then it she lets out another cry of agony and pain and just mm-hmm. it boom Westview changes yeah that it. was oh god that was 
so you're so crazy just oh, the man. wave you see go out all the power but the more important part we see in this is not only is all this red energy coming out of her but yellow energy which i think someone mentioned yeah. in the chat earlier that the yellow energy start coming out of her and creating the, the full construct of vision to the point where it brings you all the way back to where they were in episode one and you know vision's looking at her saying wanda welcome home oh man <laughs> that got me right, right there I got, I capture that voice i got it put me in a movie i got you <laughs> damn <laughs> I had to, but yeah, that that right there. She created House M's story, creating her own reality, creating everything. Everything that she grew up in and she admired was put into this agony and cry of lash out a pain, and pretty much it is right there. And Agatha was like, "That's what I needed." So you 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 cried out from what I get from this, Chris, was Agatha took from Wanda was your pain and suffering from losing vision, losing everything, and then you releasing an energy and changing this town into your reality. That's mm -hmm. your power there. And she pretty much is like, that's how you did it. Okay. And she pretty much, she wanted her boys back. She's like... Wanda wants her boys, and then she heard him cry. So she runs. She runs out of the house. All of a sudden, there's her two boys, and Agatha, and pretty much, she's gonna kill one or both of them, from what I gather. And the episode ends until the oh, yeah. But there is a moment. Yeah, tell me that, that we moment. do see uh, right after the the. Which is interesting about the show. They have like two or three series of credits in this show every time. Yeah. But after our first series of credits, we see uh, Director Hayward, along with the rest of Sword, right outside of the hex, overlooking the hex, and end up in a position where, oh, okay, now we're gonna. I can't remember exactly what he even says now. Where he goes to wants to power it up, and Turner's like, oh, we oh no, what it was. We we never had the power to be able to do this even from the sun, but now we can draw the energy from Wanda because they had the um, the drone that had went into the hex to try and find more info yeah. and it being spit back out that still had remnants of Wanda's energy on it that ended up being used to fuel presumably, because we don't know yet, yeah. presumably a, a new vision of some kind. Oh, um, it looks yeah. like vision, but it's not colored like vision. There is no, obviously no stone in the forehead. Uh, I don't see damage. Another thing I looked for too is I didn't see damage in the forehead. So I don't even know if this is maybe just the repurposed body or maybe they just stripped the vibranium and try to recreate them or whatever the case may be, which I'm sure we'll find out next episode. Yeah. But having someone like that in existence brings up a very big question of what sort is trying to do. Do they create a new vision to send in and get the old vision? You know what I mean? quote unquote and try and pull that construct and that information. Uh, it's just really interesting that that worked out that way. And a shout out to Jimmy again in the chat saying Agatha called Wanda yes. the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. There's a prophecy First about time. Wanda. Does she have some kind of magical destiny or what? But the thing is, if you read the comics, Agatha was the mentor to Scarlet Witch and Scarlet Witch ended up being quote unquote, the strongest witch ever. Um, just because of the amount of power she's able to channel after going through her crazy turmoil and then being able to have the interaction with the Mind Stone because she is one of very few people to have an interaction with an Infinity Stone without dying. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. Yeah. 
like like you said there, having an interaction with an Infinity Stone without dying. Let me let me mm-hmm. throw this real back real quick. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Remember yep. when they brought the Affinity Stone to the Collector, and then the Collector's assistant heard everything going on about the story you about it? You will not own me. <laughs> Boom. She gone. Yep. <laughs> she couldn't handle exactly. the power. She couldn't handle the power. Anybody that cannot harness or handle the power in Affinity Stone, you're pretty much like Thanos's snap. That's pretty much it right there. And that she's the first one. Well, actually, if you think about this, Chris, the stone, I look at it as stone chose her. That's what yeah. I look at it as. The stone chose chose her as the uh, as the one there that, you know, the harness, the power and everything and stuff. But now with with her with Agonist revealing everything and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty much like we've talked about and discussed. There's something more going on here. A lot of people think Agnes is not the main villain of this because there's mm-hmm. more to the story that's going on. Rumored that the villains for this show, Mephisto. Yeah or Nightmare will show mm-hmm. their ugly heads in this because we got two more episodes. There, There's a question for you to sign off in the chat there. Who do you think the villain, surprise villain, would show up at the end or at the next episode or the last episode, whatever, in the last two episodes of this show? <laughs> Who's the villain? Is it Mephisto or Nightmare? What do you guys think out of those two there? What, what do you think, Chris? I want to ask you first. Well, Actually, I'm going to throw a third one out there that I think nobody's talking about that now just kind of clicked in my brain as we're sitting here talking about this. And it's someone that I don't know why we didn't think of till now is especially if we see Charles Xavier show up to try and help Wanda, who always tries to show up and counteract Charles Xavier? Magneto. (laughs) Boom. And that's something you can keep in mind is that Magneto might be a true villain in this and try and show up to be able to, again, like he does with everybody, draw Wanda to his cause, which would then lead into what? The House of M. Yeah. Just saying. That's a good theory. That's a good theory. I I still think that one of the villains is going to show up because I was leaning towards more Mephisto, Mm -hmm. but... Now I'm leaning towards more nightmare because the fact is that the end of WandaVision is supposed to lead into Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness, which we saw her in the cover art. We see. Yep. Yes. She's she's in it right now. Elizabeth Olsen is in England filming that movie. She was on Jimmy Kimmel last month and Jimmy Kimmel said, you're in England. She said, yeah, I'm filming a movie. He said, you're filming Dr. Strange. She said, yes, I am. What can you tell me about it? I can't tell you anything. Yep. Just because we have all this different MCU influences (laughs) that are going to lead into that. And that's why a lot of people think Dr. Strange will show up in these last two episodes to help bring some type of clarity to the situation because he's going to need Wanda for the multiverse of madness. So it's, if you think about it, Chris, we've already seen we're seeing some multiverse stuff. You got another mm-hmm. you got another Quicksilver in the multiverse. Agathis is working for Mephisto or Nightmare to to do to harness 
Wanda. I'm also thinking Mephisto because in the House of M's story, Mephisto to manifest him into this world, he needed the shards of his soul, which is Tommy and Jimmy, Wiccan and yep. Speed, one of the children right there. Also, Nightmare has tried to come into the to the to this plane in this dimension. So that makes me think, okay, I'm always going back to Doctor Strange, multiverse of madness, multiverse, multiverse. Nightmare is in a different verse, and he's trying to get into this multiverse. You, you know what I mean? That's it, I keep going back to that right there. And I, I think Nightmare may be the one, because everyone does say Mephisto. I'm thinking of Nightmare is going to mm. be the one that's going to show up, but who the hell is going to play Nightmare? Yeah, that would be pretty crazy, but uh, do a quick uh, check-in on the chat. Um, Vision did have an all-white look back in the day. That is true, and I think that's actually why they use that, because if yes. there's anything we've noticed throughout the, not only this entire series, but the MCU, is they try to really harken back to the original comics, which I know tickles my fancy every time they do it, so I, I love seeing that, and I think that's why they did that. Um, but... Um, the thing with, uh, she didn't actually, it wasn't the Tesseract that she touched. It was a, um, oh my goodness, I can't even think of it now. It was the scepter that Loki yeah. used in the original Avengers yeah, not um, the Tesseract. that they had her interact with that she ended up pulling the Mind Stone out of and having her right. interaction. But they said that uh, when you started seeing the flowing, you could see the silhouette of, Scarlet, of the Scarlet Witch costume, which was a Cut really great cinematic right shot. Absolutely oh, God. beautiful how they did that. Yeah. Um, and it was very interesting how they were able to pull that off and pull that in and do little Easter egg things like that throughout this entire series. Um, but even looking at it, if uh, and we just had this brought up in the chat as well, that Ooh. if Doctor Strange does come up, that Good the one. villain, the real villain, could even be Dormammu, oh. uh, who we know is going to obviously be trying to get back at Doctor Strange after the ending of the first Doctor Strange movie and is seemingly going to have some type of role played in the new multiverse uh, movie that's coming out. So... Uh, that could happen. That that will actually, if you think about it, he made a deal. He made he bargained with him. Remember when he caught him in the loop? I just watched. Believe it or not, Chris, I went back and watched Doctor Strange the other night. I did just too. watch it. I did did too. you? I did you? Remember? It's like Demandu. I've come the bargain. Demandu. I come the bargain. I love that part. He's like, "What'd you do?" He's like, "You're my prisoner." And he's like, "This is time." Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We he shows up like this, bro. He shows up and he's like, you know, here's Johnny. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's like, what is this? And pretty much it's like, uh. But you know what I know? That you're only half the man that I am. And I have half the brain that you do. <laughs> so another interesting thing that was just brought up in the chat. Agnes drained all those witches to death. Yeah. In the uh, opening episode. And, or in the opening of this episode, I should say. Let me rephrase myself. Yeah. Uh, and it's been proposed that. Do is there a possibility Agnes is trying to go after Wanda's power, which I think, I she, think she is, is to a certain extent, yes. because she's, she's trying to figure out it's a how threat. did you do this? How did you get this much power? How did you make this happen? Yeah. And what other reason would she want than to be able to have the power for herself? So yeah. that definitely, definitely would make a lot of sense. It does. It does. She she wants that power. She wants that power because she could use that power to bring Mephisto or Nightmare into this realm and she could do that with 
the Suns with Wanda Suns. That's what I'm leaning towards there. I'm leaning towards that because that's that's who. All right, sound off real quick. Okay, Nightmare. I think is going to be the one that Agnes is working for. Chris. Mm, God, there's so many ways. Uh, I think Agnes is a vessel. I think she's a means to an end, and she's a pawn. I don't think she's the main villain. No. Uh, when it comes to the villains, I really want to go with like Manifest or uh, with uh, Nightmare. I mean, or even Dormammu. But uh, looking at this, I still want to harken back to Magneto because I have a feeling that Charles Xavier might still show up in this, even with Doctor Strange also possibly showing up. But I think this. I think we've already seen rumblings, or uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> Oh my gosh, I got a spider on my thing. Uh, where they're, <laughs> they're trying to give way to the fact that X-Men is coming into the MCU now. And I think they might try to tie that here, honestly. So I'm going to say it's going to be Magneto's the villain who's going to show up. Magneto, okay. All right. Well, when uh, we put out there on Facebook, on the Everly Show page and the Chris Carnage page, and a lot of other pages that you're checking out this live stream tonight, I want to thank you everyone that's tuning in and the yes. interaction with the fans that's that's we've been talking with tonight there thank you so much the question was i threw three characters out there chris already said his right there professor x the other two was dr strange or reed richards who in the chat hmm. who do you think's going to show up dr strange professor x or Reed Richards, right? Those are your three right there. I will. I, I mentioned in the comment I put my on my on the page there. I mentioned my answer is a strange one. <laughs> I'm going with Doctor Strange because if Elizabeth Olsen is going to play some part in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange is going to have to come because if you really do think about it, if Agatha is going to bring in Nightmare into this realm. Anything interdimensional. If you remember, go back to Thor Ragnarok. When Thor and Loki showed up on Earth, who was the first one there to contain Loki? Dr. Freaking Strange, man. Because he even mentions he it. Hey, I, I sense anything, any interdimensional threats. He's going to sense this and he's right there in New York. He's going to be like right there in New Jersey. And he's going to be like, Wanda, what the hell are you doing? You're messing with so much chaos power. It's unbelievable. And mm -hmm. he's going to do something. And something's going to happen to where they're going to, she's going to have to team up with him. And he's going to teach her how to harness her powers. He's going to become that teacher to be a mentor. Just like, mm. I hate to throw this in there, rumor that. The mentor role for Spider-Man in No Way Home, which is the title that was revealed just two days ago mm -hmm. for the third Spider-Man movie, that Doctor Strange is going to fill that mentor role because since Tony Stark is dead. <laughs> well, that but, and it makes sense, too, with that Spider-Man movie being a multiverse-style movie, uh, that they would be Doctor Strange uh, for a number of reasons. So it'd be very interesting. And honestly, uh, since we're already on the subject, I guess we can go ahead and start jumping into MCU Phase 4 and a lot yes. of plans uh, Disney Plus and Marvel has. But before we do, I want to go ahead and give a quick shout-out to Jimmy yet again, who said that another villain that nobody's talking about is, especially if they were to bring in Reed Richards, Dr. Yeah. Doom. Hey, 
That's that's a possibility. That's a good one. I like it. I like it, man. It makes you it makes you think about it. It's like there's so many directions and so many places they can go with this that I Ooh. love. So Jimmy just made his official prediction. I think Dormammu is using Agnes to get Wanda to break him out of the time loop because Doctor Strange tie-in, boom, would make the most sense. So. I mean, hey, that could tie it right there if it is Dormammu. But when we start looking at a uh, Phase Four and a lot of these movies that are gonna start tying into all this, we already know uh, about probably the mo- the. Uh, so I'm sorry, the one that coming up uh, the soonest, which would be uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now yes. it's gonna be interesting about that because that's supposed to be debuting. I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken, here in about three weeks on March 19th. Yep. Um, we will see the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on uh, Disney Plus, and. This is going to be very interesting because this is going now to more outside characters that obviously were still a part of the Avengers movies and stuff of that nature, but there's going to be a lot of questions in how the progression of this will go, what angle do they go from, time frame, all of that. What's your take on it? My take on this, from what from what I gathered from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, from what I gathered from it was the fact that it's going to be six episodes. It's going to be short. Mm-hmm. Six episodes, and in these six episodes, you're going to see how Sam and Bucky are d- dealing with the fact that their best friend, Captain America, is no longer, he's passed the mantle. Pretty much from what information and what rumors is that Sam, pretty much the, the U.S. government is not too happy that Sam is handing the mantle for Captain America, which in the comics, mm-hmm. Falcon does become Captain America for a while there. He does. For Bucky, a long while until, yeah, until Captain or, uh, uh, Steve has to come back, but that's a whole other thing. Right, right, exactly. Bucky Barnes also holds the shield as Captain America, too. A lot of people don't realize, and a lot of people mm-hmm. wanted to see that at the end of the game. But they decide to go with Sam, which I was like, this is great because this is what happened in comics. They're going with comics because it's a comic book movie. Okay. <laughs> but they're, they're pretty much, it's like, it, does the U.S. government really want Sam to be Captain America? Hold that mantle. Do they, they really don't want Bucky because Bucky is still an, he's an enemy of the state still. Okay. It's like, oh, yeah. Thank you for helping out by stopping Thanos and bringing everyone back, though. But, however, you killed a lot of people. You're still an enemy of the state. But he's trying to build that trust. And it was like, hey, Hydra screwed with my head, man. It's not me, Mm -hmm. Hydra. So you're going to see how they have to deal with all that there, too. Plus, rumored comeback, um, Carter, Agent Carter's niece, which you saw in Winter Soldier and mm-hmm. Civil War is making a comeback too. Apparently she's still on the run for helping out Steve Rogers in Civil War. So she's on the run too. How was she playing to that? Also too, yeah. Nero from Civil War is supposed to make an appearance as well. And pretty much they say this is going to tie into the backstory of Black Widow because there's a villain in Falcon and Winter Soldier that is a villain in Black Widow, which will tie into that. Mm -hmm. This will set up more of a backstory of what's going on in Black Widow movie, which comes out Mm -hmm. May 7th. Also, what's rumored real quick, Don Cheadle 
may be making an appearance on Winter and the Falcon, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. Oh, that definitely would make sense with him being War Machine. So that would uh, work out pretty well. But talking about Black Widow and how that's really going to tie into a lot of this is that uh, Black Widow is supposed to take place uh, between Civil War and Infinity War. Uh, so definitely something to keep in mind uh, with Black Widow, which is how we're able to even have this movie because obviously in the MCU, Black Widow at this point uh, has been killed yeah. thanks to Thanos. So with mm-hmm. that in mind, you know this is more of a backstory and lead up to what happens for, for her between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah, it's more of a backstory there. And apparently uh, there's a rumor that a villain that may show up in Black Widow may be Omega Red. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's going to be really interesting yeah. if that ends up coming to be. But another one that I think people need to keep an eye out on is also uh, Loki with Tom Hiddleston, uh, which will be his first uh, throw out into, uh, or I should say, his his first journey out into the uh, TV verse side of things. Because this will be a D- Disney Plus series that will be six episodes long. Uh, that's supposed to debut later this year. Do we actually have a date for that one? Loki, uh, May. Just May 2021. So yeah. sometime in May, this will debut on Disney+. Plus. Uh, what's interesting about this is that it has Owen Wilson coming in on this series, who will play uh, <laughs> Mobius. So that will be very interesting to see how that works out. But beyond that, we don't know a lot of what's really supposed to happen with this show, uh, nor do we know exactly what kind of time frame it's going to fall in quite yet. So there's a lot of question marks with this uh, overall. And we don't even know the full cast quite yet um, don't. like we do have a, a list obviously of, of cast of people who've been cast in the movie a lot of roles have not been filled so uh, some are still kind of up in the air so it's going to be interesting to see how Loki will turn out um, just because all we know is that it's about Loki yeah from what from what I gathered Chris from the internet is if you watch the trailer you know how it he's in that time place apparently Apparently, from what I gathered, is there's different versions of Loki in different time yes. periods, and Loki gets way to the multiverse side of it too. Exactly, exactly, and you get to see these different versions of Loki. Like Loki's a villain. I mean, will of course like a villain in one universe, one time. He, he, he's a tweener. Let's be yeah. honest. He is. He's he's the god of mischief. I mean, if you look at your um, mythology there, he's the god of mischief. And one of the things is that he is, there's different versions of him where he's a president, he's this, like a secret agent, different things. You're going to get to see different versions of Loki. And it's already signed on for season two. That's that's yep. crazy, and they say this is going to play into the Thor God and God, you know uh, Love and Thunder movie, which yeah, is coming Thor. out the, the fourth Thor. The, Thor. Wah 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 wah. So it's gonna play. He's going to play into that right there, uh, into the Thor, you know, Love and Thunder movie right there. Loki is. And it already got, it already got signed for season two, and season one hasn't even debuted yet. But I'm looking yeah, forward pretty, to that right there. It's crazy how that works out sometimes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, too, they got uh, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings that's supposed to be coming out, too, uh, July 9th of this year. Uh, so that should be very interesting. We've never seen Saint, uh, Shang-Chi whatsoever in any of the MCU, mentioned in the MCU, nothing. 
Uh, we also don't even have a lot of info on this one yet. Uh, there, yeah. I don't even think there's a trailer uh, that's been released yet for this. It's supposed to be expected to come out in the next couple of months uh, once they're able to get through WandaVision and also get Falcon and the Winter Soldier going. Uh, the assumption is that the trailer will come out during that time around the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. As it sits right now, they're saying it's still in post-production. Um so I guess we'll see, but Shang Chi is master of kung fu. Like, it's gonna be very interesting to see Shang Chi be able to transition from comics into into a TV format. Yeah, that's that's what's gonna be interesting there. Uh, I think it's gonna be great that um, how it trans transforms into into uh, comics into a TV show, which I think I mean movie, which is gonna be great. I'm I'm interested to seeing how they're gonna do this here. Then, of course, you got what if in different scenarios. I don't know if you've looked at this. The what if, uh, what if scenario is like, yeah, what if, uh, this, yeah. yeah, this, this to me is more like a, uh, kind of how they did, um, oh gosh, what am I trying to think of right now? This is more of a, it's literally like what the title embodies. What if this is more of a, 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 like Spider-Man into the multiverse kind of approach where there's all these what ifs and different aspects of the universe that have certain things turned a certain way differently from how they actually turned out that we end up with this insane type of storyline that involves uh, even in the trailer with Captain America being a zombie. So yeah. it's pretty crazy <laughs> to see this concept come out just because uh, it's such a far cry from what the MCU is currently. And when you look at some of the stars that are going to be involved in this, it's going to bring back a lot of different people. This is a TV series. This will be on Disney plus it's going to be 10 episodes long, but Really, we don't know what to expect other than no. exploring pivotal moments of the MCU and turning them on their heads, supposedly. So, uh, very interesting concept. Yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. I'd love to see it there. I'd love to see that there. How how they do this concept and mm-hmm. it just makes you think. Cause it's like, what if what if this happened? What if that happened? You're like, wow, that'd be cool. And this is how it play out. I love that. Oh, and to correct myself real quick, Shang Chi is not TV. It will be a full fledged movie. So yes. just to correct myself on that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. And I, I caught that. But talking about TV, Hawkeye series. Hawkeye is getting his own series, but it's going to be based off of him. From what I gather, is training his next apprentice to carry the mantle Hawkeye. A lot of people thought it was going to be his daughter. However, it's not going to be his daughter. It's going to be someone totally different. And yes. they may go with the storyline from the comics. I forget which comic yes. it was from. Where well, well, with Hawkeye, her name is Catherine Bishop. Uh, yes. So with Catherine Bishop, she's part of what was uh, part of the Marvel Comics as part of the Young Avengers. Uh, so yes. she is being trained by Hawkeye to become a basically her, or I'm sorry, his replacement uh, as part of the Young Avengers. So uh, definitely going to be a very interesting concept to see how this one plays out. Mm-hmm. They they said that they're they're going to do the thing where because. I don't know if you heard about this. Hawkeye in the comics, he was death at one point. Death. He couldn't hear nothing. And yeah. they're going to play that into the into the Hawkeye series where he's death, something happens, and Bishop is basically, he's going to have to be his ears 
and you know his extra set of eyes for all the mm-hmm. chaos and stuff that's going to be going on you know on that right there i think right. that quick it, ch- quick shout out though real quick to george in the chat yes hawkeye is a badass Yes, <laughs> he is a badass. A guy never misses, never misses. He is a badass. Hawkeye is, and another show that's coming to Disney Plus in late 2021 is Miss Marvel, which apparently a rumor is she's going to play a role in the Captain Marvel two film. So we're going to mm-hmm. see more about that right there. One film that I think a lot of people should check out is it's more of a backstory with a little bit of backstory of who Thanos is. I'm talking about the Eternals because November 5th that comes out. There's two characters that's in the Eternals that's Thanos's parents. So yes, yes and no, because you got to remember Thanos was a Titan, so he yeah. wasn't an Eternal. But one of his parents was an Eternal, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, and there, if you don't know about the Eternals, they're a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth uh, and shaped a lot of our history and civilization. So uh, if you haven't ever read the Eternals, definitely go check it out. You want to talk about badasses? Those are the OG badasses. So uh, definitely gonna be a very interesting movie when that one comes out uh, November 5th of this year. <laughs> so is G- George Chapman. He's a badass too. He sent in the chat. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that there because a lot of a lot of the stuff that we talked about tonight and uh, with the shows, it's based on Earth. This is going to be the first one that's more based out of Earth, like Guardians of the Galaxy. This is going to mm-hmm. be like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, not exactly, but taking place in the universe outside away mm-hmm. from earth but they may show some stuff that what they did on earth as well spider-man 3 like we talked about earlier spider-man 3 was the official name and title for spider-man 3 no way home was revealed yesterday and mm-hmm. what's funny chris is sony has not yet confirmed that Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire will be back as their representations in their universe that they played their (laughs) Spider-Man. Which I think is funny because if you saw Spider-Man Far From Home and what happened at the end of that, Peter Parker was made out by Mysterio that Spider-Man is Peter Parker and he's a wanted criminal. How is this going to pay out? Because apparently this is going to have to deal with Doctor Strange again, like we talked about. Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, I mean, with you're going to have a multiverse of stuff. So they're going to do the a live-action Spider-Verse, Chris, of this movie. <laughs> I know. And what's crazy, too, is that there's already been uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 2 that's been announced also, so it's going to be interesting to see how these kind of play off each other, but if you, even if you look at the cast for this, we already know we're going to see Doctor Strange in this, uh, so he's going to be showing up, as well as Electro and uh, Doc Ock. He will be in this as well, uh, as well as Flash Thompson. So there's definitely going to be some interesting uh, interesting aspects in this, and to see how this plays out, because now that we're looking at a multiverse possibility, uh, even though we have said they haven't been officially announced yet, but we're looking at the fact that uh, Doctor Strange is going to be in this. So there has to be some type of multiverse fact that we're going to be looking at or possibly seeing in this movie. Yes. And that Spider-Man 3 is going to end out 2021. And then we won't so far from December till March 
get anything that's not reported just yet about anything from Marvel. However, March 25th, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will be out. I'm like we talked about with WandaVision that's supposed to lead into that. We got to wait a whole almost year, Chris, to see how Wanda. We may get something out of Spider-Man 3, some tease here, I'm thinking, but in the Multiverse well, of Madness, man. Oh, I know. This is the the Multiverse of Madness is going to be something that's going to be utterly insane. And I think this is probably going to be one of the most expansive movies that has ever been done by Marvel just because of the great lengths they're going to have to go to to be able to cover every aspect of the MCU. And we're talking multiverse stuff. Multiverse was introduced already in comics, and we've seen what going in the multiverse can do and the kind of characters that have come out of it. It's going to be absolutely insane to see how far they may go with this. But I think all this is going to end up linking back to Dormammu and a lot of the different issues with him uh, being the main villain that Doctor Strange was always up against. So, uh, But the thing is, we're seeing Doctor Strange now pop up in a lot of different movies. Obviously, we have a great feeling that he's probably going to show up in WandaVision. We already know he's going to show up in Spider-Man. Uh, and there's already uh, a lot of speculation that he may even show up uh, in the next Thor movie, that's a big tidbit. That has not even been confirmed, but that's a possibility. So it, it's very interesting looking at this. That Doctor Strange in the and the uh, into the multiverse of madness and how expansive it, and the spider effect that now gives Doctor Strange can pop up anywhere at this point. Exactly. Any of these things that we have listed, honestly, we've listed, I think, over like 10 or 12 different series that are going to be coming out over the course of the next year. He could show up in any one of these for any number of reason. And I think now that's something that Marvel's and Disney's using to their uh, to their advantage because, hey, who doesn't want to see Doctor Strange show up somewhere and then, oh, crap, now he's part of the multiverse. So it's, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic now as part of Phase 4. Exactly. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be great that yeah, that dynamic of him showing up in any place and stuff. There was an article uh, well actually I wanna I wanna get to that here in a minute. I wanna mention the last movie on the list here that I yes. have and you have. Thor Love and Thunder. Like we mentioned, Loki is supposed to lead into that right there, which I love these mm -hmm. Disney Plus movies, how you get more of a how this gets to there because it's it's going to be great. And Thor and Love and Thunder, apparently Jane gets accidentally gets the powers or something happens where she becomes yes. Thor and how that happens. Oh, she becomes Mighty Thor. Mighty Thor. Let's be specific. <laughs> <laughs> and even then too if you look at some of the other people that are in this christian bale is going to be in this as gore the god butcher uh which if you don't know about gore the god butcher please go read a thor comic i swear to god you'll love it but also <laughs> chris pratt as uh, uh peter quill star lord is supposed to be in here nebula is going to be in but here's an interesting one that i've been seeing on this matt damon is is rumored to be in this and he has not been officially uh <laughs> given a role per se at nah. least publicly so i'm interested to see how he's going to play into this as well so it's going to be very very interesting and we're seeing thor right now kind of reverting also back to its old designs you look at the logo it harkens of the 1980s yeah. and it's just beautiful seeing everything they're doing and we saw that kind of start when they did uh thor ragnarok and that yeah. started to come through Amazing. and now we're seeing even Fun. more of it yeah yeah it's gonna be crazy man did you see the did you see the picture that was leaked 
on the set. They showed Thor, uh, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Pratt as their characters. Did you see mm-hmm. that picture? Thor lost lost all that weight he hey he gained in uh in game man <laughs> he lost hey it you all. gotta get back in shape at yeah. some point man you can't just be fat thor forever so i know <laughs> big lobowski prove that <laughs> <laughs> big lobowski that's that's the thor that's who that's that's who i that's prefer. right <laughs> and apparently the rumor was that's exactly what they were going for when they went with the outfit so Hey, <laughs> it was great. He did so. He did. He did such a good job in that. I love that. Now, I mean, God, so much good stuff here. What I was gonna say, Chris, was Yahoo News. Right after Endgame came out, they wrote an article and they said, "Will Marvel? Can Marvel still sustain this momentum?" In the last ten oh. years, they did with the story. After of Endgame, course. they don't. They they had doubt. They had doubt that anything else that they can do. Well, from everything we read from that list, and we we talked about Wandavision tonight, they're not slowing down. They they got they got metal to the pedal, baby, and they're going all the way. Well, I don't even think it was so much more about, you know, are they going to slow down and kind of slow down in the MCU? I think it was more about the fact, are they going to be able to keep this sustained with the popularity to get people to go out and watch this stuff? And honestly, if you're a comic book fan, that's exactly what they're preying on is you as a comic book fan. Because at the end of the day, people who've read the comics know who all these characters are, know all these different groups, know who the Eternals are. They know who all these different people are, Shang-Chi and all these. These aren't normal MCU characters. When you think of Marvel, you see exactly what I see on your shirt right now which includes x-men spider-man iron man hulk thor cyclops you know uh which other ones you got down there captain america thing colossus i see beast in there dude that's a great shirt i might have to get one uh and of course thank you let's go ahead and i love that they have them near the top right next to wolverine my guy silver surfer who in my opinion is one of the most badass marvel characters that there is and i will i will I will fight you as Chris Carnage. Fight you as Chris Carnage if I have to, because Silver Surfer <laughs> is the most bomb character in my opinion. But anyways, that all aside, it's it's that's what you think of when you think Marvel. People don't think of the Eternals. People don't go out and think of Shang Chi. Nobody thinks of Ms. Marvel. Captain yeah. Marvel, maybe. But even yeah. then, Captain Marvel wasn't even that popular over the past thirty years. So it's crazy that. People would think that, oh, well, since how the big stuff is over and the Avengers has ended and all that, like, there's no way they're going to keep it sustained. Yeah. But that's something you see with anything. People doubt a Star Wars could keep going. And now uh-huh. we see Star Wars still killing it with the Mandalorian, and they got the Book of Boba, and they're going to have Andor, and, of course, uh, the Obi-Wan series, and all these different things that are going to tie into that universe. People said Star Trek wouldn't be able to stay sustained. And now we see Star Trek Discovery and Picard absolutely killing it. And even to the point where A.V. Brooks has announced, who was the who was a uh, 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 Captain Benjamin Sisko on Deep Space Nine, who is now going to be involved in either the Picard series or get his own standalone series. So there has always been doubt from the critics on these large franchises being able to stay sustained. But we're talking about Disney money, man. Yeah. They got the money. They're going to keep it going, and they're going to be able to make it successful. They are. No they are. What? They, it, it's it's not slowing down, and they're going to keep that momentum because they're going to introduce characters. For example, Guardians of the Galaxy. No one knew who the heck these guys were, except people who follow the comics because the comic wasn't really doing that well. And however, however, when that movie came out, 
people knew who the heck the Guardians were, and the comic sales went up, man. They went mm-hmm. up, and it made Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, and everybody else in that movie bigger stars than what they were already were. Absolutely. More opportunities I mean, stuff. What's crazy is when you look at some of the actors that have been involved in the MCU, some of them had huge, huge careers before they got in the MCU, including people like who else? Robert Downey Jr. He had been yep. active as an actor for over 20 years, but this is still the biggest role he has ever done in his entire career. All these people that are involved, some of this is going to be the biggest thing that they ever do, whether it be Mark Ruffalo, whether it be Chris Hemsworth, uh, whether it be Scarlett Johansson. This is going to be the biggest role a lot of these uh, actors and actresses are going to be known for and not even known for. The fandoms are going to remember and yes. that's all they're going to remember. I'm not saying that's all they're going to remember for, but that's what's yeah. going to be the 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 outstanding thing in their mind is MCU. Exactly, they're gonna they're gonna remember this. They're gonna remember the moments and mm-hmm. the characters who played the characters. They're gonna have all that right there. And with this new lineup for 2021, 2022, they're they're definitely they're definitely gonna remember a lot of moments and. Mm-hmm. It's this, gonna be interesting, man. Oh yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. Yeah, it it definitely it definitely is gonna be you know more interesting than. Uh, I tell you what, man, I miss doing this with you. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. You miss doing it there. Uh, we do this more often, man. Yeah, yeah, we definitely. Like the old time. Yeah, just like old times, man. <laughs> just like old times. Get you on here and. Uh, get a guest on or just you and me pick a topic and start talking about it and stuff this mm-hmm. is definitely people's gonna love the audio portion of this podcast when it comes out because you can catch the audio portion of this podcast on the following platforms you can listen to the ever show over on podbeam.com you can uh, listen to it over on there you can listen to it over on uh, itunes apple podcast stitcher radio iHeartRadio and Amazon Music right there. Any of those platforms, you can pull up Everett Lee's show and you can kick back and enjoy it. You can download those apps on your phone, on tablet, and even on your Fire Stick Roku and enjoy Everett Lee audio portions right there. And, of course, following Everett Lee right here on the Everett Lee show page. Give a thumbs up and a follow for post podcast episodes and much much more and even rare live podcasts just like this right here on the page mm-hmm. and be Absolutely. sure to follow me over on twitter at the everett lower score lee instagram everett lee show and podcast city network your top source for independent podcast and be creative and be yourself over on podcasting.net facebook That's right podcasting network give a thumbs up and a follow and on twitter at podcasting net and you can check out the shop section every least show has merchandise along with a lot of great amazing shows over there on the network from sports to pop culture to interviews wrestling indie wrestling anything podcasting network has it because they are your top source for independent podcasting and they love you to be creative and be yourself. Mm-hmm. I am done being a walking billboard. Chris, anything you want to add? 
<laughs> before we oh, close you, out. You know, I'm the best at being a walking billboard, man. I, this is something <laughs> I get to do all the time. Uh, yeah, you definitely could check out all things Chris Carnage on Facebook at backslash Chris Carnage Official on Twitter at Planet Carnage and on YouTube on the Podcast City Network YouTube page. Past episodes of the Chris Carnage Show, and I will make the announcement live here on air. The Chris Carnage Show will be coming back here in about two to three weeks. I already have some interviews lined up. Brand new logo, brand new look, brand new everything. Get ready for a new carnage. He's going to kick you in the damn teeth and he's going to make you like it. So you better like it. And you can also find my great show, Final Score, across a myriad of platforms. But you can check out our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and on Twitch at PCN Final Score. Go give a like, a follow, and a subscribe. And make sure to share and invite all your friends to try and bring them the blessing of sports from Final Score. And you can also find us on our myriad of different platforms. And there are so many to list that I'm really just going to sit here and try and kill time. And so I can get all the way to my Final Score page to tell you that you can find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, CastBox, Bullhorn, and Player FM. You can go onto any of those platforms and make sure to search Final Score, one word, and be able to like, follow, and subscribe, and check out all the great content that we have there, and we will be live for episode 95 this Sunday, 10 a.m., live on Facebook Live, with me, and I'm bringing in special guest JDM of Not A Hockey Market Podcast to be my special co-host, as Craig will be out of the studio this week, and you can definitely talk, or I'm sorry, come watch us talk about hockey, football, and of course, all the craziness that's happening in the NFL, and I tell you, it is crazy, so definitely make sure to go check it out and you can also find final score podcastcity.net backslash final score heck yeah well ladies and gentlemen that is a wrap as always thank you chris carnage for coming back on the everett lee show always a great pleasure to have you on the podcast I know you have a lot of things going on with other podcasts, but when you come back, it seems like you never left. So thank you, and thank you everyone for tuning in on this episode of The Everett Lee Show. Be sure to follow Everett Lee's show over on Facebook. Give a thumbs up and a follow. Twitter, at The Everett Lore Score Lee. Instagram, Everett Lee Show. And audio portions of this podcast can be found on Podbeam, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, and on Amazon Music. And that is it for this episode. This is Everett Lee signing off. Have a great day, great week, and we'll see you next time for another new episode of the Everett Lee Show. (laughs) 